We're back. Final hour of the week. Congratulations, everyone. You've almost made it. Everybody in studio right now, jacked up, excited, ready for the big weekend. That's right. You heard Tyler back there. Give us a woo. Just sounds like the woo girls here on Bachelorette Parties in Nashville. That's the vibe every day here at 6th and Peabody, outside in the bar area and inside of this studio. We're basically a bunch of woo girls. That's how excited we are to be here at 6th and Peabody with Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. I'm Chad Withrow. Jonathan Hutton out today. He'll be back next week. Kelly Stewart. Kelly in Vegas doing a wonderful job for us all week. Kelly, when you were in Nashville, you know all about the woo girls that are all over town. They're, they're hanging off pedal taverns. They're hanging off tractors, military vehicles all over the city, and they are having a great time. I was so happy when Nashville became the bachelorette capital of America because that means they left Las Vegas. That's true. That's true. They are now out of Vegas, so that's definitely good news for you. Um, we're going to get to Kelly's betting segment. Kelly joins us, of course, every week. Catch her on the fade also every week with Clay mm-hmm. Travis. Catch that weekly as part of the Outkick Network. Uh, wherever you get podcasts also, go check that out for sure. Uh, we're going to get to Kelly's bets also and try to fit a lot into this segment. Uh, we're going to get to our Dumpster Fire of the Week a little bit later in this segment as well. And a reminder, gun show coming up at uh, 520 Eastern Time. Mike Gunzelman uh, will join us. But Kelly... Every week, we normally start with me and Hutton making a plea to you. Uh, we, we pitch our bet for the weekend. and But now that Hutton's not here, I guess you just have to either say, give me like the, the Commodus, Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator, the thumbs up or the thumbs down on my bet here, since I'm the only one offering one. I really want to take UCF tonight, minus six and a half against Georgia Tech. I know you're going to talk about this too. It is tough to predict bowl games. And what's going to happen with opt-outs and everything else and motivation. I think a key factor with certain teams, motivation and what they're playing for. And you can tell early on in games who's motivated and who's not a lot of times. And when you get a game where both teams are in it to win it, it's fun. And bowl games can still be fun when you get that rare matchup when that happens. It's close to home. It's in Tampa tonight, that game. I'm not going to go there, though. I think Northwestern's a good story. They had a really good season. Proud of David Braun getting the job under difficult circumstances. I think Utah's way more rugged than even Northwestern, who tries to play very rugged. I just think they're far better. Six and a half is not enough in that game. I'm going Utah over Northwestern minus six and a half in their bowl game. Do you think that uh, Cam Rising is going to play? I mean, we've only been hearing that since week one. Uh, <laughs> you never know what to expect with this Utes team. I took their season win total under eight and a half. Kind of had a sweat there for a minute, uh, but we got it cash. And that means that Utah had a major letdown. Remember last year, they'd won their back-to-back Pac-12 championship in, well, this exact same town, the Las Vegas Bowl. They've been there before. There's some familiarity. So I can see why you think the Utes might come in and steamroll this Northwestern team. But there's nothing here for Utah, right? They're, they have nothing to play for. This is a Northwestern team that did a tremendous job of picking up the pizzas after Pat Fitzgerald got fired. They had a season win total projection of three and a half. So to get to this bowl game, to win eight games is uh, nothing short of incredible. I think they capitalize on it here. I think this is going to be a very close game. Hopefully the Wildcats get the win, but I took seven uh, way early in the bowl season. I know I said that there was only a few bowl games. I bet this was one of them. Utah just doesn't win bowl games. They've dropped four straight 
Uh, and they just don't play well against the Big Ten either. One in three against the spread in their last four against the Big Ten. Pac-12, we talk about bowl games and conferences all the time. The SEC is terrible in bowl games. The Pac-12 is even worse. Six in 21 in their last 27 bowl games. Come on. You know what to do, Chad. I tried to go back to college basketball because I hit last week on, on Texas and, and a couple others. That was others. a great win. Um, I, I could, didn't find anything I loved, though, in college basketball o- over the weekend. So Yeah, not, there's, not much, there's not much on the slate, right? A lot of these guys are either getting to go home for a couple days or staying uh, on campus with, uh, you know, some of the other teammates. It's tough. I looked at the slate for tomorrow. I ultimately passed. There's a couple of good games on the slate tonight, uh, but we're talking NFL now. No doubt. And a lot of NFL games starting tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, NFL games. That's good news for all of us that love sports and all of us that love to gamble. Kelly, we're starting with the Falcons, who I thought last week Arthur Smith put his job in a lot of jeopardy. I think if they just avoided complete disaster down the stretch, he would be back. That was the start of a disastrous ending, though, losing to a one-win Panthers team. Do they bounce back this week? Yeah, I think that they do. Uh, Here's the problem. I laid one with the Falcons on Monday. It's now two and a half. At a certain point in time, we got to say, all right, the the good number has passed us by. Uh, The Colts, eight and six on the year, and they have been making their backers a ton of money. They've also played a very favorable schedule, right? So something to keep in mind there. They still are sitting on the outside looking into the playoff picture. Falcons just lost their uh, top spot there in the NFC South. After losing to that said one win Panthers team, we're going to see if, well, here's the problem. Taylor, Tyler, Taylor Heineke, excuse me, is better than Desmond Ritter. And I think Arthur Smith probably knew that, uh, that might not save his job, but here's what they have to do. They're going to have to get BJ B John Robinson involved. If he is not involved, they are not going to win this game. I know a lot of people are making a big deal about Jonathan Taylor coming back for the Colts, but I'm not buying the hype here. Again, I laid one with the Falcons at this point in time, you're treading a little close now Two, two and a half, not key numbers. Three is a key number, but I wouldn't be surprised to see this one say right here at two and a half come kickoff tomorrow. What is Sorry, it about Sunday. the name Taylor Heineke that makes me want to say Tyler Heineke every time too? Every, every time, time I see that, it, it not, other guys named Taylor, I say Taylor. But for whatever reason, I want his name to be Tyler Heineke, and I can't quite figure out, does it roll out the tongue better? I don't know. Either way, Taylor Heineke starting for the Falcons this weekend. Staying in the NFC South, Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield, great performance, perfect QB rating in Lambeau Field this last week. Do they continue that success this weekend? Now, normally I'd like to not back a team that just looked so good in a win, especially that very impressive win over Green Bay. I don't know how I truly feel about Baker, but I will say this. He has silenced me for now. We've got a guy who's on a one-year contract who is playing his complete and utter tail off. So I've got to give him credit where it's due. Buccaneers covered seven of their last nine, right? This is a this has been a team that has been red hot. Jaguars, now, while they keep saying it might be C.J. Beathard, Trevor Lawrence has not missed a game. And I have to wonder if he's not going to be marching his way out there and we see this one come back down. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. At two and a half, I laid one on Monday. Two and a half, I think it's a little late to be laying points with the Bucks. But once 
Lawrence is announced that he will be starting. This line is going to take a lot of water in, right? And that water is going to be Jaguars money. I expect Tampa Bay's defense to be able to do what they do best, right? Todd Bowles is the head coach of that team. And I was really critical of him after that really ugly Eagles loss. But this defense has really turned things around. And this offense averaging 26 points per game over the last four games. I got to take the bucks here. Uh, but again, kind of be wary. You might be able to get a better number if Trevor is announced the starter. Did I read that correctly that Trevor Lawrence has never missed a start? Like even going back Correct. to junior high and youth Correct. football has never missed a game. That is uh, remarkable. So, so, so here's everybody speculating that it's going to be CJ Beathard. And I go, until I see otherwise, I'm assuming it's going to be Trevor. But I can see why the market has not caught up with it yet. Uh, also, they took a ton of bucks money early. Could be watching history over the weekend if Trevor Lawrence uh, fails to make his first ever start. Cowboys-Dolphins, a game we're all going to be watching this weekend, Kelly. Where's the smart money? The smart money's on the Cowboys. Uh, I know the Cowboys have really kind of fallen off. Last week, they got throttled by the Buffalo Bills. And while this is their second road game, you kind of wonder, all right, what are we going to see from this Cowboys team? The offensive line has allowed Dak to get sacked 10 times over the last three weeks, and that is not fun. Uh, of course, Dak is being accused of just being a game manager. He's not elite. There's all of these uh, outside noises. Well, the Dolphins, what do they do? They just kicked the crap out of the Jets. I mean, I thought Jets catching double digits on the road might be worth a play. Boy, was I wrong. Tua has looked elite, right? The last two weeks, you've got Tyreek Hill, who is possibly going to be back, but does it even matter? Because you have Jalen Waddle. You got to have to kind of keep an eye on that one as well. But I like the Cowboys here to right the ship. I really like the cohesiveness, the chemistry with C.D. Lamb. I really like how uh, Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson are all coming into the mix here. Dak has options. They can get the running game going, really open up this offense. I think this is a coin flip game, and I think the Cowboys win it. Say what you want about Josh Dobbs, but Josh Dobbs at least would pick up the quarterback sneak one of the two times for the first down that ended up dooming uh, Cincinnati in that game. Lesson here, run the sneak with quarterbacks who are good at it. It's the most underrated play in football. If the quarterback knows they're doing, don't run a quarterback sneak with Nick Mullins in at quarterback. That's the Vikings learned this past weekend. Um, crazy to think about this Vikings team now. Still in the mix, though, Kelly. With Nick Mullins still at quarterback, are you riding with the Vikes this weekend? I am. I love fading Detroit on the road. Lions up three games over the Vikings in the NFC North. So that's the good news for Lions fans. Uh, we're going to see if they can keep that three seed in the conference, but I have a feeling Minnesota is going to wreak some havoc this weekend. How they lost that game last weekend was pretty mind-boggling. Luckily, I was not involved. I would have been sick to my stomach. Minnesota 6-0 and as divisional home dogs. Yeah, that's right. Kevin O'Connell, he's not... He's following in the footsteps of one of my favorite coaches. That's Mike Zimmer. Why? Because there are certain spots to play on this team and certain spots to play against. I like the Vikings here. I do think Nick Mullins is better than Josh Jobs as long as he's not running that said quarterback sneak. We'll find out. We'll find out soon enough uh, with Nick Mullins. 0-1, Josh Dobbs 3-2 in games he played. The Ravens looking to get 1-0 this weekend, Kelly. Biggest game of the weekend. Monday night football on Christmas night. Ravens, Niners, what's the play? 
Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. I know a lot of people are going to be taking the Ravens. And I kind of understand why they ended up being the square dog. What do we just talk to Lorenzo? He said San Francisco. Yes, they are the Super Bowl favorite. But these two teams are neck and neck. If you look at them on paper, they're both 11 and three. Of course, they both need a win here. So they get that number one seed in their conference. But I do think either one of these teams can still afford a loss and that to happen. Beside the point, 15, three and two. That is almost 84% against the spread. That is the Baltimore Ravens as an underdog since 20 and 19. You almost have to blindly play on this team. So for that alone, I'm all over the Ravens. I took the five and a half. Do I think they win this game? No, but would I be surprised to see a Justin Tucker 49-yard field goal to win it as time expires? 31-30 final? Absolutely. Make some money with Kelly. Kelly in Vegas, her picks this week. There they are. You can catch everything also with the fade with Clay Travis and Kelly Stewart. Kelly in Vegas every single week. It's part of the Outkick Network. Wherever you listen to podcasts, want to watch the show, you can do it all. Outkick.com. Find that show. Subscribe to it. Watch it weekly and get some winners. It's dumpster fire of the week time. I'll start. I want to spend a little bit more time on, on Kelly's discussing it. So I'll get mine out of the way. It's a program that's four miles, three or four miles down the road from the studio right now. Vanderbilt basketball under Jerry Stackhouse. Vanderbilt is a once proud basketball school and tradition. Memorial Gym, a very old venue. But when they get that place rocking, it is rocking. It's not rocking right now. No one's going to games. And quite frankly, I cannot blame them. Vanderbilt, all the talk about Louisville being at a dumpster fire, and they are. They were one of my dumpster fires. Do you know the one school in a power conference that has a lower net ranking right now than Louisville? It's the Vanderbilt Commodores. Vanderbilt has not played a single quad one game so far this year, yet they've managed to go 0-3 against quad two, 1-3 against quad three, and four in, or excuse me, 3-1 against quad four. That is abysmal. In year four for Jerry Stackhouse, a guy who loves to block people on social media that's not overly active in the Nashville community, things don't look great for him and his future at Vanderbilt. Things don't look good for the future of this Vanderbilt team either. They are my dumpster fire of the week. Kelly Stewart, you have the floor with your dumpster fire. Yeah, these bowl games have been absolute and utter dumpster fires. I know it got to a point where everybody's like, all right, there's just too many bowl games. And I'm like, okay, you guys are no fun. This is bowl season. This is exciting. I love it. Okay, I think I've had enough. I think I've had enough. The bowl games are the dumpster fire. We had a tight end playing quarterback last night for the Syracuse Orange. At what point in time was anybody going to make that announcement? We had it happen in the New Mexico State Fresno State game where Keen, who was supposed to be the starter all year but was banged up, Fife said he's out for the bowl game. Never once were we told that the guy who was supposed to be the starter all along, that's why I made the joke about Cam Rising. Would it shock me for Utah to march out Cam Rising in that bowl game? Because that is what a dumpster fire these bowl games have been, Chad. Old Dominion up 28-0, loses outright. what are we doing here? You know, I asked Barrett Sali last week. I said, Barrett, and he's like, oh, what are you talking about, Cal? I'm excited. I'm excited for the Peach Bowl. I'm excited for the college football playoff. Those are fine. This is a dumpster fire. I am 
I am not watching it. I am not wagering on it. I, I want most half of these bowl games to go away at this point in time. It, it's tough. I, I'm always one more football is better for me typically. Um, but it's rough when I hate that so many teams don't care. I think that's my biggest crux of all of this and where I fall on it. I still like the games and I like that we have something during the middle of the week that I can tune into for even if it's five minutes, like the blowout last night between USF and Syracuse, not watching a ton of that, but I will watch a little bit of it. But I want more guys and more teams to care about it the way they did 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's one of 13 opportunities you have in a given year. And you're practicing and working out the rest of the time for one of those 13 games. So care about it seems pretty simple to me. Apparently not. Gun show. Mike Gunzelman coming up next. We're going to up the energy. This is Hot Mike across the Outkick Network. We are back on Outkick Hot Mike. I'm Chad Withrow, your host. Kelly Stewart filling in for us today. And it is time for a gun show. Mike Gunzelman at the gun show on social media. Always ready to bring it. Always ready to go. Up in New York for the holidays. The Upper East Side looks a lot different this time of year right now, Guns, based yeah. on your backdrop right now. I love it. <laughs> so funny story. I'm actually, uh, so I'm back at uh, my dad's and like I, I was in charge of watching uh, my one niece today. You know, just like, you know, just like not in charge, but kind of in Being charge. Being a good uncle like you are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm still working and stuff. I, you know, just watch the kid, make sure it doesn't burn down the house. Well, instead, she got a hold of like nail polish and threw it all over the walls, <laughs> all over the bathroom walls. My dad is going to kill me when I get when he comes home. <laughs> so, how so how old is the niece? Uh, six. Ooh. So I, it is not good. I'm tall. I'm telling like this is bad. I need to be. The reason I have a beach as a background is because I need to be on a beach. I need to get the heck out of here because I am going to be in so much trouble. I'm going to have to paint the walls. I am going to have to paint these walls. I'm telling you, it is a mess. It looks like a murder scene of just nail polish. <laughs> I, I don't want to bury the niece here, but at six years old, she should know better. So someone oh, should no, definitely she should be not, get, Chad. No. Oh, it's she six? probably was like painting her nails and it dropped and it just went everywhere. Uh, well, I guarantee she, she, she wasn't was an like accident. throwing it against the wall. No, I think I, what it, Guns is saying is she like sma like started painting the walls, it, right? It was like it was like holding like uh like a rally thing. You know what I mean? Just spinning it in circles. Okay, fine. I agree with Chad. She's too old. <laughs> yeah. Yep. My four-year-old would yeah, do something like that, but she would know exactly what she was doing. But yeah, she but, she's yeah. got enough uh, meanness in her that she would do it just to see what would happen. But she would yeah. know exactly what was happening as she did it. So six yeah. years old, definitely knew. Got uh, yeah. got Uncle Guns in trouble uh, with that one. <laughs> yeah, Guns, I maybe you need an escape over the weekend with a great holiday movie. By the way, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you. Thanks you for hopping on with us today. We had yeah. this discussion earlier. Overrated, okay. underrated, holiday edition. Uh, with movies was one of the categories. Do yeah. you have one that immediately pops to mind as either overrated or underrated? Um, how about this? I'm actually dropping this article tomorrow. I truly believe that Home Alone 2, all right, is one of the greatest sequels of all time. I don't think it nearly gets as much credit as it should. I think it's up there, Empire Strikes Back, Godfather 2, and then Home Alone 2. We're like, I mean, listen, sequels normally stink. Sequels are normally awful. I think Home Alone 2 is a great sequel that I can watch that at any given moment. Uh, I would say underrated because the first one is so good, but Home Alone 2 is not that bad. Not bad at all. I think Pretty you good. just like it that it's based in New York. I mean, it's a good movie, but I feel like it's, you have like a little bias I, I, in I'm, your article. I'm with guns, too. Now, first one's better, 
But yeah. the second one, one of the best sequels ever. Rocky Two is really good as a sequel. Maybe not as good as the original. Rocky Four is very good. Many argue yeah. better than any of them. Uh, Rocky Four. I, I like the Home Alone Two argument. Are you counting the version of the movie where they took the Donald Trump part out? Because no, they yeah. actually stream the movie now without Donald Trump in it, who makes a cameo of course in the original movie, which is just an insane move yeah. to just take out a guy who's president whole thing. of the yeah. U.S. <laughs> oh, he can't be in the movie anymore, guys. We don't want to. We don't want to expose people to the former president of the U.S. in this holiday movie. Uh, I single-handedly, the only reason I even know what the Plaza Hotel is is because of the Donald Trump scene and because of that movie. I mean, there's so many classic one-liners. You know, the third one was a disaster. They tried redoing it again with this other one. Listen, the, the, the new ones stink. Home Alone 2 holds up. There's so many classic one-liners. The booby traps, uh, you know, Marvin Harry, the running around, the talk boy, credit card, you got it. Like, get on your knees and tell me you love me. There's so many good lines from this movie. Go re-watch it this weekend, my friends. You'll love it. You'll thank me later. I got to watch it unedited. Otherwise, I want no part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I forgot he was even in that movie, but now yeah. I just remembered. He's, you know why they took him out? Because he's helpful. He's trying to help Kevin. Yeah. I just remember that. that you can't yeah. paint him in that kind of light. No, nope, yeah. Well, way way too to. favorable for him helping the child that yeah. was lost in the, the, I think it was like a hotel lobby that he runs yeah, into him yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he set, yeah, he set up the path to destruction that uh, that uh, Kevin Callister was going to do, though. See, see, there's something there. There's something behind it, I'm sure. Because he told sinister. him where the front desk was. Yeah, very sinister that Donald Trump is. <laughs> so um, this this piece at OutKick coming out tomorrow, you said, arguing yeah, for Home Alone 2? Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, okay, it's going to be a fun one. I also did another one on uh, a couple weeks ago on, on, on the top five worst Christmas songs. Oh, this and, is good. Uh, and uh, Give us I, a sample uh, of this, of some of the worst. Okay. All right, so number five, I cannot stand Last Christmas by Wham. Yes. I that was my most overrated all time, Guns. Uh, I knew we were best friends. My God. I think my we just God. became best friends. That's my most overrated all time. And I love Wham. Uh, Kelly yeah. even watched the documentary also. Love the documentary on Netflix. Love okay. that they, They've got multiple bangers. Last Christmas, definitely not stinks. one of them. I hate that song. That's number five. Number four is that Dominic the Donkey song, whatever the hell that's about. Oh, I skipped that one. Little drummer boy, I if I pump 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 like kill me. Uh, number two, Santa baby, Santa baby just sounds creepy as hell. Santa baby, like all this like roulette, like burlesque, like no, uh, uh, just shuddering at it. I hate that song. No matter what version, there's like a hundred versions of it. They all stink. That was like, like number, 1940s provocative, you know, yeah, before OnlyFans. That's what that, that was provocative material back in the day was women singing Whoa. Santa baby. Yeah, like swinging off swings and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't need that. Like, uh, and then the, the worst song of all time, Christmas related, and I love the guy, Paul McCartney, but Wonderful Christmas Time is garbage. There's nothing wonderful about that song. That song is trash. Wonderful. You know, it's like, go listen to that song with like headphones on, and it is a weird, creepy, even Paul McCartney has to hate that song. I hate that song when it comes on the radio. It's also the ultimate earworm, and not in a good way. You hear that yeah. song once in the the simply, ha it's Ugh. almost designed. I feel like it's engineered to stick in your head forever, even though like you want Burger it out King of your head. It's Whopper song. It's like the Whopper song that I can't yeah. escape either. This is my nightmare. So what do you think? What, or where would you put number one? Like, Do you, do you like that Paul McCartney song? Because I truly can't stand that No, song. I don't like that one either. I think you got a pretty good list. Little okay. Drummer Boy is a good entry because for a song with that title, you think it'd be uplifting. 
but it's a very depressing song, right? The pace of it, everything about it, Little, little Drummer Boy, depressing. Yeah. I don't like depressing holiday classics. I like a little right. bit more upbeat. Last Christmas kind of has, sonically, it's depressing, I feel like, the, the song, right? Uh, there's something about it that just doesn't connect. I think that's a good list yeah. that you came up with. We also Kelly, what, go- what are you thinking, Kelly? You got, a, you got a terrible song or what? Yeah, we talked about uh, a couple of things, and it was funny when you started listing off some of these older songs. I said anything like pre-World War II. Like, I just, oh, like, just it comes them. on, you know, I think it's like a Sirius XM channel that's, like, programmed in my dad's car. Right. And, it, and you, and it'll catch it every once in a while, and you're like, what are they even saying? The audio is so bad. Of course, because the, the music's, like, 80-plus years old. But yeah. it it's, and the lyrics, you said Santa Baby. What's the other one they tried to cancel, which was hilarious? But the, the lyrics are kind of weird. Like, uh, you got to have these. Cold baby, it's yeah. cold outside baby, it's was cold the one. Yeah. Yeah. Year, I saw Mama year, kissing yeah. Santa Claus or uh, whatever, and you're, like, seven, and you're like, wait, why would she do that? <laughs> I, I never knew as a kid listening to Baby, It's Cold Outside that there were, like, date rape implications Apparently, with people trying to get it yeah, canceled, I, I never it thought is. it was I that way. I a song from Elf. They sing it in Elf. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is a fun song. And then I'm like, oh, I guess it's controversial. I don't know. It's from Elf. There's a lot of <laughs> controversial songs. I don't know if you guys have listened uh, to music lately or what the number one song of the year is, uh, but there are some really good ones out there that I probably wouldn't play in front of any children. This yeah. just in. Kelly hates Nat King Cole and anything by him. That's That's not her era <laughs> of music. No, it's... It is crazy. It's another one bites the dust uh, with certain things with, with that. So uh, I, I like Baby, It's Cold Outside as a song. Actually, that's one of my, my favorite ones. Yeah. So we also got into Christmas gifts, right? Okay. Overrated, underrated. Kelly went with buying clothes for women in your life. Overrated. Don't attempt yeah. it. Don't try it. Yeah. We both sort of agreed gift card slash cash. Very underrated as a Christmas gift. Where do you fall on this? See, here's the thing. Uh, first of all, I don't even think Christmas, I don't think you should buy women clothes ever because I don't think it's ever going to turn out well for you. Honestly, like, unless, like, you know exactly, unless it's, like, a fun thing, like, maybe, like, an ugly Christmas sweater or something, like, just a fun thing, maybe. But, like, if you're being serious and trying to get your, your significant other uh, that's a female clothes, like, don't. Just stop now. Just don't bother with it. It's never going to turn out well. Now, as far as the gift cards, here's the deal. I actually, I'm not a huge gift card person, because it's you never like 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 I like I the amount of star I don't drink coffee but the amount of Starbucks gift cards I have like I feel like it's almost like a cop out like you didn't even try for me like to, just try give me something I need something physical I'm not a big gift card fan or like an Apple like people are like oh here's a fifteen dollar Apple gift card when the hell am I buying music I mean, I, I love I live on music I ain't buying iTunes like, what are you talking about I'm streaming music I just I'm not a big gift card person. Cash is fine because cash money lets go. But um, I, I, I'm a more of a fan of just physical gifts. I want to unwrap a present. I don't want to just stare at a stupid card. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you – no, I, I'm with you. I'll give you one that's underrated that just popped in my mind that I got for Christmas one year. Membership or subscription to a streaming service as a Christmas gift is underrated. That's okay. actually pretty cool if someone buys you a year of whatever – on a streaming service. That's, not bad. that's a. And God, that's... God knows we need it because I, I, if I want to watch the NFL tomorrow night, it's on Peacock uh, subscription. I got uh, Buffalo Bills Chargers is going to be on Peacock only. So unless you have it for five dollars ninety nine cents a month, you can't watch it. Got Apple TV Plus, Amazon Prime, uh, B- B- Paramount. I don't know. Yeah, so that's a good one because there's so much 
rap out there when it comes to streaming services. <laughs> it's better than buying the wrong size pants for your significant other. We definitely know that. We, we all agree on that one. Uh, you've written a lot this past week at Outkick.com. A lot of talk about Tommy Cutlets. Uh, Tommy DeVito, yeah. you're close. You're close to the motherland there, Guns, uh, of Tommy DeVito. Uh, stood up the, the Coniglio's old-fashioned pizzeria this Can't week, but then made good on it. Uh, what do you make of that story? Clearly just a gaffe from Sean Stellato, his agent. But also this phenom that is Tommy DeVito in Jersey playing yeah. for his hometown team. He's literally about 12 minutes away from me right now in central New Jersey. Uh, listen, I think I'm 50% I'm Italian. I love it because it's so random that it's awesome and came out of out, came out of nowhere. And I liken the the craze that's happening right now in the tri-state area with Tommy DeVito. I liken it to Linsanity. It's the same exact thing that happened with Jeremy Lin here. I wrote this whole uh, comparison piece where where they they both came out of came out of nowhere and just started dominating. And it's going to be a short lived run. Like when Sanity went for like a couple of weeks or whatnot, like led them into playoffs or whatnot. And then like, you never heard from him again. It's going to be the same thing with Tommy DeVito. Cause you know, Daniel Jones, he's not going to be the starting quarterback next year for the giants. Uh, and the fact that he got smoked last week, if he loses again this week to the Eagles, it's going to hurt his stock a lot. So it's, it's, it's the quick rise. But it's going to be also an even quicker fall if he loses to the Eagles this week. I did think that it was pretty interesting. Um, he's cashing in. And listen, I'm all about making money. I'm all about capitalism here in America. Let's go. But um, it's almost like make that money, bro. But like he just trademarked Tommy Cutlets and uh, passing Parmesan. And he's, and he's launching a tomato sauce and also an energy drink. I did this story yesterday, a freaking energy drink. The last thing we need in the on, on planet Earth is another energy drink for the love of God, especially if it's from Tommy DeVito. I joked that, like, if I drink this energy drink, I better be hopping around like the Super Mario Brothers video game. There's an Italian reference for you. You know what I mean? Like, I got I like I, this thing better be this thing better have me bouncing off the walls because I don't need a, uh, a, a energy drink from Tommy DeVito. Take it, take it a step back a little bit, dude. Just focus on the uh, the chicken parm and the guns. Pizza. He's got to make money somehow. The Giants aren't paying him. Well, I, you're right. Yeah. They're not going to pay they're, him for they're too long. They're thirteen and a half point underdogs to the Eagles. They're going to lose this yeah. week. I mean, that is like an eighty-four and a half percent chance that they're probably going to lose. And don't quote me on that math because I don't have my chart in front of me. But in all seriousness, <laughs> and she went to they Kansas are State. the, the uh, yes. Uh, my listen, I want you to know my high school math teacher says he uses me as an example once a week about how you can get a D in high school algebra and have to retake it during the summer. And then you still use math on a daily basis. Okay, Chad. Love it. But all jokes aside, he's just trying to cash in. Now, do I yeah. think the energy drink thing is going to work? No, of course not. Yeah. But he should be doing more $20,000 meet and greets and trying to make like a t-shirt or something funny that he can sell because it is going to be short-lived. Yeah. Uh, I bet it'll be a backup, maybe a practice squad guy, either for the Giants or some other subpar team next year. Yeah. Well, I just watched this, uh, the Peyton's Places with Peyton Manning and Brian Bosworth about the Boz and how much money he made off his likeness before anyone was doing that. He was sort of the first NFL alter ego and he only played for a year and a half before a shoulder injury. He couldn't play anymore. Uh, for the Seahawks and made a lot of money off that persona of the Boz and became a movie star because of it. Maybe that's Tommy DeVito's future. Hey, quickly, we got about a yeah. minute left, Guns, but you're half Italian, so you can answer this. Is it okay for me to do the hands? I have no Italian. I'm not Italian at all, but can I still do the hand signal I, without I, getting I, canceled? 
Uh, you just look cringe to me, in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, it doesn't come across the right way <laughs> with the right like way. this uh, Scotch German feel? roots that I have, right? <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. Does, not, does not work. Uh, I, I appreciate the effort, but it does not work. Let's leave that to Tommy DeVito and his uh, and his vest wearing fedora. <laughs> Whatever you are canceling me because it sucks when I do it, not because it's appropriation is what I'm hearing, right? <laughs> yes, so yes, I'm safe with that, at least. You're okay for me, in my book. Guns, my <laughs> you're the man. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and the family. And hopefully you don't uh, get too bad blowback from the niece's mistake. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate you all. Let's go. Ballin'. Final segment of Hot Mike on the Outkick Network for this week on this Friday. Headed into Christmas weekend. Hope everyone out there safe, happy, ready to go for a big weekend. I'm Chad Withrow. We are live downtown Nashville studios at 6th and Peabody with Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. Jonathan Hutton will be back on Tuesday. Kelly in Vegas co-hosting with me today. Kelly Stewart, she'll be in studio with Hutton on Tuesday as well. So much fun uh, getting a chance to host these shows with you, Kelly. Appreciate you hanging in there. Three hours, not a short time for a show. You've done a great job with it, though. And here we are, the final segment of the show once again. How are you holding up? How's the back? Uh, my back is killing me. I did. Uh, I joined a new Pilates studio okay. this week, and it has really been um, reminding me that I used to once be an athlete. Uh, it's it's pretty funny <laughs> and humbling, uh, especially when it's day three. I took one, one Monday, Wednesday, and then my girlfriend's like, we should try the advanced class. These are too easy. Yeah, uh, I did a lot of almost falling on my face today. So back's not doing so good, but that's okay because it's almost time for a Christmas cocktail. And thank you for having me, Chad. You make this so easy. The three hours just fly by. Well, I appreciate that. And you can pour the cocktail now. Don't worry. Uh, or I'm we're, allowed we're, to? We're, oh, yeah. Just we're, right we're, on we're air. Right, absolutely. We are right downhill. Right. There's no FCC regulations for us. We're, on, we're online, Kelly. You can do whatever the hell you want. Pour yourself a cocktail whenever, whenever you're ready. Um, have, did, have you ever done one of the boot camp classes? Because I did oh, that yeah. probably 10 years ago and nearly died the first time I tried to actually do everything they were saying without coasting at any point. And I got about 20 minutes in and thought, I need to regulate my activity right now to make sure I don't have a heart attack in front of everyone here. Those are tough. Yeah, they are. There's a lot of tough things uh, like CrossFit, et cetera, that I just have no desire to really destroy my body anymore, injure myself. That's why I thought Pilates, you know, going to be nice and easy. Yeah, boy, was I wrong today. Low impact is certainly the way to go. So few headlines I want to hit before we say goodbye here. One, commercial-free fourth quarter on Peacock for Chargers Bills tomorrow night. Is this a big deal, small deal, no deal when you look at it, especially considering that I like the idea and the concept of it, but they are going to cut away for short breaks in studio or with quick little features instead of commercials. So I think the break time is still going to be in there. It's just not going to be commercials during that time. It's interesting because, you know, this is a game on Peacock that not everyone's going to either have a subscription or know how to find. It is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, Amazon, there was a learning curve, right? Oh, particularly at the bars and restaurants that, you know, have to have a different type of subscription. We saw that with DirecTV before. Uh, but for me, it was real easy, right? And then I just plugged and played for my dad. Uh, I'm actually going to go up and see him tomorrow for an early Christmas. And I guarantee I'm going to have to figure out how to download Peacock on his TV because it's not going to be. But apparently, a lot of internet service providers are giving out Peacock for free for, I think, maybe three months, a year. I think it depends on where you're at. 
So I actually looked and it's already on my TV and I've already got a subscription. Uh, needless to say, I'm still not going to watch Bill's Chargers. I don't think it's going to be that great of a game. Would I be shocked if uh, somehow the Chargers kind of came to play after firing Brandon Staley? Sure. Would I more or less say that I, I while Lorenzo said that they should just, you know, put their thumb down and uh, crush the Chargers. I don't know if they're going to do that. Uh, they have a couple of big games on deck. Nice win over Dallas. We call that in gambling a flat spot. And see, to me, the reason to watch, if you're going to watch this game, is it has nothing to do with the Chargers or how they respond from Brandon Staley getting fired or anything. It's do the Bills avoid disaster? Because that's what a loss to this Chargers team would be, right? Without Justin oh, yes. Herbert, with a new coach. That, that's it. I mean, this would be... It would be a huge story from the Bills' perspective if this game doesn't go their way. That, that's why I'm watching. And I think they will take care of business because, as you mentioned, hey, uh, Kelly, they've been, they've been playing better here lately. Yeah, I think it all comes down to Josh Allen really finding a rhythm, right? There was a lot of just really egregious turnovers uh, to start the year. There was a couple of choke jobs, most notably the one in Philadelphia. That one was a little painful for me, so it sticks out a little bit more. But I think you guys, uh, when you were speaking to Lorenzo, said it best. We call it peaking at the right time, getting hot at the right time. I think that the ceiling for the Bills is sky high right now. They can go into Los Angeles, take care of business, beat the Patriots at home. Then they head to Miami, get the win there. Miami falters this week. Bills have a real, real shot to win the AFC East, get into the playoffs. We'll see how it ends up playing out for them. But I'd like to think that they are focused. You know, we talk a lot about transfer portal, NIL, all these things. Arch Manning, of course, the nephew of Peyton and Eli, reportedly has an NIL valuation of $3.2 million. Now, we don't know if he's making that exact amount at Texas right now. That is a huge number, and that is actually more than what Brock Purdy, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Sam Howell, and eight other current NFL starters make. Uh, that puts things into perspective of what we're seeing right now in college football, if, in fact, that is what he is making. And I don't think it's that far-fetched to think he is making that at Texas Oh, he absolutely right is. Yeah. I, just, I just got a little insight yesterday. I was kind of concerned. I told you that there were allegations, if you will. Uh, a player from K-State was paid a lot of money to leave. And you can Google that and figure that out yourself. And I was upset about it because, not because he didn't deserve the money, but in the way that I was told it, it, it happened. And uh, I said, hey, what about Avery Johnson? True freshman starting quarterback. He just posted a brand new BMW. You can tell based on the driveway that he lives in a nicer neighborhood in my hometown. And I said, you know, what's going on? They go, oh, Avery's making like high sixes, low million. And I said, with all the NIL deals. So if... A quarterback at Kansas State is making high six figures. Why wouldn't a Manning be making that much? I mean, didn't they buy him a Bentley when he was still in high school? Well, and, and his family has all the money in the world, too. It's, it's not he doesn't even need it, right? Um, it's, it's crazy to think about. And not just that, he's not played yet, right? Like even the, the quarterback you're talking about at, at K-State, these are guys who aren't starters uh, currently that are making this much money. NIL and what it was supposed to be was a reward for your name, image, likeness because you are a star or helping contribute to a star program. So then you make money off the backs of that. And we knew it was going to become this. It's become, oh, it's college football free agency 
and now we can pay you under the guise of NIL and bring people over who either haven't done anything yet out of high school or even in this instance, guys who we think could be really good who haven't shown it yet for another college program. It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm not sure. Uh, I think the verdict is still very out on Arch Manning, right? We know that Malik Murphy already transferred away. He was the backup for Quinn Ewers. I think it says a lot that Arch didn't play in his spot. And maybe that's because they're keeping their prize possession under wraps, or maybe he's just not ready. So Quinn Ewers is coming back next year. By all accounts, it looks like Arch will be his backup. I'm sure at some point in time, we will see some moments from him. I know that everybody in Austin that I'm friends with that are big Longhorns fans are highly anticipating him. Here's my, my one caveat. Sometimes when we put this much pressure on 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, whatever they are, some of that can start to really come crashing down. So hopefully whoever's around Arch is giving him really good advice um, not only from a financial perspective, but from a life perspective, because those kind of things can start to spiral out of control and very, very quickly. And I'm sure you've seen a, a lot of collectives already who'd like a refund with certain guys, right? I mean, that, that's part of it too. It doesn't happen that way, but I'm sure there are plenty of instances where they didn't deliver or they turned their back on a commitment or you know, there's this stuff happens all the time. So much so that Nick Saban is saying, if you look around right now, the transfer portal is nothing more than college football free agency. Well, yeah. We know that, Nick. That's exactly what it is right now. Yeah, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's very obvious, Nick. And, well, and, uh, and think about Nick Saban being the one to have to talk to players that come to him and try to argue for more money or try to, hey, I need this to stay because this program's offering me this. But do you think that's this. who's actually doing it? So no, I've been doing I, I some work with the He's got to just wash his hands of it, right, and say, talk to someone to. else. Yeah, these collectives are, we talked about the most important thing. And one of the collectives that I'm working with that's helping Kansas State, um, the, the thing that they really hit home with me was, hey, we need to retain. Yes, getting these guys. But now let's get them as, you know, we got a, a kid out of Colorado, highly anticipated four-star quarterback, right? He knows he's not going to be the starter next year. He knows he might not be the starter the second year or the third, but let's get him. Let's develop him, but let's retain. Retain is the key here. And I mentioned Nick's lost a ton of players uh, to the portal over the last couple of years. If you look, there's a bunch of schools that are just hemorrhaging guys and they're picking up kids out of high school and they're doing that basically the inverse of what Deion Sanders is doing. But you can't pay everybody. Yeah, you're Alabama. You have a ton of money, but those big name players want big name checks. And sometimes there's crumbs left for other players. So they're going to go to smaller schools where they know that they can get paid or they know they can get more playing time. But there's a lot to this NIL. It's not just money. It's cars. It's houses. It's uh, sales of merchandise. There is so much to the brand that I think it, it, it's still very, very wide open. Yeah. And even FCS players are feeling the benefits of this. Uh, Cody Schrader at Missouri from Truman State to Missouri, one of the best running backs in the SEC. Jared Verse from Albany to Florida State. Those guys are getting paid, right? They're getting paid. When they become a superstar at the FCS level, they're going to have opportunities at some of the bigger programs in America and in turn get paid that way too. So it's not just everyone in FBS football taking from the other or taking from lower levels of FBS. It's the top stars in FCS that are being raided as well. And it's not just football. It's not just men's basketball. We have a couple of lady uh, Wildcats, K-State women's basketball teams in the top 15. They all have new shirt deals. They all have new deals with different suppliers, car dealerships. We're seeing them all. I'm seeing them all over the place on social media. So, you know, it's not just 
Uh, the male athletes getting paid. I mean, there are some other really prominent female athletes that I follow on social media. Saw one on a private jet the other day. I thought, you know, I don't have enough money to have a private jet, but some donor must have worked that into her NIL deal. Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, their NIL valuations are right there with Arch Manning in certain instances. Uh, how much money do you think they're making right now to continue playing college basketball uh, at that level. So no leaps I, and bounds more than they will ever make in the WNBA. Absolutely. That's the reality. They are making more money now than they will go ahead and make in the WNBA. So that's great to see. I I'm very happy for all of these kids to get paid because again, when I was in college, it was terrible. You, you felt really bad because you were not allowed to have a job. You eat at the dining hall every single day. You don't have extra money, you know, after you pay your rent. Let's say that you're only a partial scholarship player. It's tough. It really is. So I'm glad to see a lot of these guys going out there and making some money. I'll be it. Uh, a little jealous. $3.2 million to play football. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome, Arch Manning. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, also not bad. Our NFL moneymaker locks of the week. Kelly, I'm going to fade you this week with mine. Uh, you like the Falcons. I love the Colts. Wrong team favored in this one. I got Colts right now at plus two and a half. Colts money line outright. Minshew mania gets it done. My buddy Arthur Smith from his time here in Nashville, things start to look a lot worse for him uh, with a loss in this game. But give me the Colts money line outright to beat the Falcons. Who are you going with? You're going to make me pick just one. Just pick, just uh, pick your, your favorite child of your picks this week. Everybody likes to pick their favorite kid. Which one is your favorite? So I'm actually, uh, I wouldn't go over this one in the other segment because I wanted to save it for this one. And that is because the Arizona Cardinals are somehow going to go in to Chicago and win that football game. Friends, don't let friends lay points with the Chicago Bears. This is entirely too high of a number. Look right here, non-divisional home favorites of six points or fewer. Chicago, one and eight against the spread. They are terrible in this role and they have been doing all right. Last couple of weeks, they've got a healthy Justin Fields who I do believe they're going to bring back for next year. This team is not tanking, but neither are the Kyler Murray led Cardinals. This team is better with him. We will see a very close game here. Maybe Chicago wins it, but they don't win it by four or more. Kelly, quick answer. Are you in charge of food preparation for the family Christmas you're hosting? I am always in charge. Ever since uh, some random family member a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving put gravy all over the turkey without asking everybody, I said, enough. If I have to be here, I'm in charge. God be with you. I'm sure the meal will be wonderful. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for filling in. And Kelly will be back next week with Jonathan Hutton on Hot Mike as well. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you out there. Have a great weekend, everyone. Be safe. Have fun.